Welcome, everyone, to the Game Vault Podcast. I am your host, Tom Schuster. Joining me tonight are Jenny Aquino and special guest, Dan Aquino. Mark couldn't join us tonight due to a meeting with some fast family members. Tonight, we'll be putting together a wish list of Mortal Kombat characters and reviewing our retro roulette game, Super Mario Land, for the Nintendo Game Boy. But before we get to all of that, what have you guys been playing? Dan, why don't you lead us off, since you are a guest tonight. Uh, this is going to be pretty involved and thank you for having me on first and foremost i appreciate it thank um, you for joining us yeah it's always good to be on uh so th- yeah um i'm gonna try to keep this short uh i, I don't want to be too long but i have been playing absolutely nothing jen <laughs> <laughs> that might have been the quickest what have you been playing we've ever recorded to be honest <laughs> so so you're filling the mark and tc tam role tonight uh yeah kind of i've, I've been <laughs> I've been away from streaming. I was playing the Dead Space remake, and then I, I got really wrapped up in the uh, the video edits for the the uh, the they called this movie podcast, and that just kind of uh, encompasses my weekends now. So, well, I have to say that those edits are great. I really well, I appreciate enjoy that. Them. Thank you. That means a lot. They 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 break down all of the good parts for everybody. Yeah. 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 It's um. And and Jen's been a big help with it as well. So I'll ask for her advice, and she she makes some really good changes and gives me some good advice. So uh, it, it's definitely a, a dual project at times. And uh, but yeah, I, I'm I'm learning and uh, getting better. But I yeah. appreciate the, the the kind words for sure. If I enjoy it, I'm gonna let you know. Thank you. All right, Jen. What about you? Uh, so I've been playing. A lot of the same things I talked about last week, Dead by Daylight, which I will get to a a lot of the changes that were just announced in a little while. Um, Demonologist, they actually just launched an update for the first time in maybe a month or so. Uh, The original map that everyone started out with when the game first launched, uh, there was a upstairs level, but you couldn't get to it because it was blocked. And they just unblocked it so everyone can go upstairs now, (laughs) which sounds not like a big deal or anything, but it's pretty cool. Um, and they also always, brought some quality of life things to the game. So it's always yeah. nice when you get a new area. Yeah, it, it's just I guess it was enticing because everyone was just looking up these stairs, wanting to go up there, and you could see some things, but you couldn't obviously get to it. And then they announced you can actually go up there, and everyone freaked out. So, but yeah, that game is still terrifying. It gets me with the jump scares that I know are going to happen. It still scares the crap out of me. Um, I've also been playing Minecraft. Uh, part of the time on our stream on Wednesdays, which has been fun. Um, Video Horror Society, nothing new to report there. Seven Days to Die, same thing. Still hanging out in my sub server. Uh, We made, I think I said this last time, our goal was to make a zombie blender, essentially, a blade trap. Um, So we set up like a giant pit in the ground and put a bunch of blades in there and then turned it on with electricity and literally now when we have blood moon we just funnel the zombies onto this tiny little platform and they all fall off into the blender um <laughs> we're normal people i promise <laughs> there's nothing uh, psychopathic about that at all no no it's it's fine um and then i played two new games so one is called Witchet. uh it is kind of like if you've ever heard of prop hunt it's the same yeah. premise where you have um, it's not it's not asymmetrical. It's actually even where you have an even amount of witches versus an even amount of hunters. I think they're called. Um, so the witches 
have maybe like a minute or two at the beginning of the match to find a hiding spot and you can actually morph into an item on the map like anything you want to be like a banana uh, a tree a bag like a bone whatever um, and then the hunters have to go around and find you and they literally throw a chicken at you wherever they think you might be and if the chicken starts squawking then they know that you're in that area and then they start like sending out i forget if they hit you to try to figure out where you are or if they send out some kind of magic and then you know they hit you a bunch of times and you get defeated so it's basically like hide and seek but it's it's very funny um i didn't think i would like it really but it's a lot of fun to play with other people uh so yeah that that's interesting and then the other game that is new that i want to get into more is called killer in the cabin and i think it's been around for about a year and a half uh it's basically like among us with uh, Left 4 Dead graphic quality. And there's some survival crafting elements in it where one of you is assigned to be the killer at the beginning of the game, and it's obviously a secret from everybody. And then the rest of you are all trying to survive. Nobody knew, knows who the killer is. Um, you could freeze to death, you could starve to death. You all have to eventually group up in this one main cabin because that's where the stove is for food, uh, the fireplace is for warmth, the beds are, etc. Um, so the killer can kill you with weapons, they can poison your food, they could just wait you out and like hoard all the food and make everyone starve, they could just be really obvious and start killing everyone, but you want to basically survive and then guess who the killer was correctly as, you know, everyone else while the killer is trying to kill everyone before the time runs out. So it's a lot of fun as well. Um, I only played a few rounds just to get used to the game style, but it's definitely something that I want to do as like a community night type game. Um, I was really bad at Among Us. I'm a really bad liar when it comes to that kind of stuff, being under pressure. <laughs> so I'm sure I'll be terrible at it. But I really like how they added the like survival element to it because you can't just sit back and hide somewhere. Like you actually have to make food and be around other people. And it's very funny watching people stream this, how quickly they turn on each other. And it's only within like a 15 minute, 20 minute span. But you start out joking around and then by the end, like everyone's really intensely like <laughs> afraid of each other. So it's it's pretty I'm fun. At... Yeah. But that's that's pretty much it for me. Okay. And for me, I have actually played some games and I beat something. No. Yes. Look at I you. beat Breath of the Wild. Oh, nice. Nice. It only took me how many years has the game been out? Uh five? five? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it might be longer it, than it might be like seven, seven years. Yeah, maybe maybe long? six years that because I got it like a year in. I feel like, but either way, I Great finally job. beat it. Uh, I cheesed a bit to get to the end, but that's okay because I never would have beat it otherwise. Basically, I cheesed how to get to the like um, how to get to the top of the castle. Mm -hmm. I just looked up like how to get there quick, and I just <laughs> took that route. It let me tell you, it was a thing trying to figure out the controls again while trying to beat the final boss. Yeah, I'm sure. It was not it was not fun. Uh once I figured out what I was doing, it wasn't that difficult, which is nice because I don't know if I'm spoiling anything, but if you get if you get the four um God, I can't even remember what the hell they're called. If you get the four animals, oh the guardians. Oh, the guardians. Guardians. Yeah. yeah. It helps the final battle a lot. It like Sure. It, it makes it a lot easier, but uh, but yeah, once I figured out the controls, like 
over the course of a day, uh, it uh, it got a lot easier. And there are still things that I don't like about Breath of the Wild, which I'll say real quick. Mm-hmm. They'll they'll like say like look up like when you're trying to attack something, you're trying to figure out how to damage it. They say look up, and you're you look up, and there's nothing there. <laughs> And then they're like, use his attack to your advantage. Like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> Thanks that for the advice. <laughs> Interesting. And I, I don't remember I that. had to like look up. I was like, how do I beat this? Because there's it it doesn't say anything about what you're supposed to do. It just says look up. And that's the that's the one thing I don't like about Zelda games is that they don't really explain things to you. They kind of just expect you to know that there's going to be something somewhere. And you have to be good enough, or you've had to play enough Zelda games to know where what it is. Because I had no clue, not a not a clue. So I had I actually had to look up how to do a move that you get gain throughout the game to to hit hit something to make you know to get to the end. And I was like, what this? Because it just got frustrating. Because I would, I would get it. It literally is like the last thing you have to do. Mm-hmm. So I would get to that point. And then I would just die because I would oh. be standing there looking for something yeah, and I'd just get hit by an attack and I would just die, it, which was frustrating. But again, once I figured out what I had to do, it was super easy, mm-hmm. but I just didn't know what to do. Did it have anything to do with looking up? Yes, oh, it okay. did. <laughs> At it least did have something to do with looking up, but <laughs> what you had to do, what you had to attack, you would never see it. Like if you were not, if you didn't know it was there. So it was, it was a bit of a pain in the ass. Well, I'm but glad anyway, you, you did it. You finally did, I did it. it. I beat it. I started uh, Tears of the Kingdom. Nice. Uh, which very much feels like a Breath of the Wild sequel. I don't think that that is mm. a spoiler in any way. It's everybody already knew it was going to be yeah. a sequel to Breath of the Wild. I, I um, read that you can bring gear over from Breath of the Wild to Tears of the Kingdom. I don't know oh. if that's true. Oh, I, okay. It's possible. I'm still like in the beginning, like tutorial area. So okay. I haven't gotten very far uh, just due to the fact that, you know, I, the fact that it took me that long to beat the game, to beat Breath of the Wild, I needed a little bit of time to, uh, to move over to that. But yeah, beat Breath of the Wild, started Tears of the Kingdom. Hopefully I will get further in Tears of the Kingdom. Um, because it's on the switch and I'm hoping that, you know, being on the switch and being portable, I can take, take it upstairs when the baby goes to bed and, you, and play it mm-hmm. up there. Yeah. Um, I've been playing a little bit of the, of MLB, the show. I won't bore you with the details there. Uh, and I've been continuing a, a prior playthrough of, uh, kingdom hearts Two final mix. Nice. And I can't tell you how much of that game I realized. I don't remember. Cause That's I keep, awesome. I because keep, now you can experience it again, right? Exactly. I keep finding stuff. I'm like, well, I don't remember that. It could it could be the fact that I haven't played it in... I probably haven't played it since the one on the PS3 came out. So it's been a while. Um, the the remake on the PS3 came out, I should say. So, like I said, it's been, it's been a bit since I've played it. So it's nice to see, see it for the first time again. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Yeah. So... Uh, hopefully I'll, I'll be able to report back on that, but yeah, that's, that's my never ending quest to beat all of the, uh, all the kingdom hearts games that start, it started last year, I think. Uh, so anyway, that's it. That's all I've been playing. I finally had something to talk about this week. So I felt (laughs) like I needed to, uh, 
go off on a bit of a tangent, but uh, lots of news happening since last time we saw you all. So, Jen, hit us with the news. Okay. Um, so, starting out a short one, uh, Nintendo has announced that as of May 26, if you have a Nintendo Switch Online expan- expansion subscription, you will be able to play three new Mario games that they're bringing. So, the first one is Super Mario Advance, which is the same as Super Mario Brothers 2 from the NES. And then they're also bringing in Super Mario Advanced 2, which is the same as Super Mario World from the SNES. And then Super Mario Advanced 3, which is the same as Yoshi's Island uh, from the SNES. So it's kind of nice that they're the advanced versions, I think. Um, and I'm excited. I'm excited to continue to have them build up this Mario collection. Um, we were just saying how, you know, we were kind of hoping that our retro Roulette game from this week was going to be on there and it's not yet. So that just shows you how many more they still have to port over. So hopefully at one point we can say that we could play any Mario that existed on, uh, on the switch. So that's what I'm looking forward to. I I do find it weird that that game was not on the switch. I don't know why the super Mario land two is Mm -hmm. for some reason. Super Mario land one is not. Yeah, I I had actually started looking for it right after our podcast the last time, and I saw two. So I was like, oh, I'll just play two for a little bit. But I'm like, man, yeah, it would be great if one was on here. Unfortunately, not yet, but maybe soon. Who knows? But moving on. um, So recently, Square Enix has revealed that the company is considering creating new studios and acquiring existing studios as part of their plan to grow their in-house development resources. So we've talked about them a few times recently. Wait a second. They just sold off all of these properties and and studios. Now they Mm -hmm. want to buy back more. Yeah, it doesn't really make any sense. So basically they're saying not only that, but they also want to hire more gaming engineers and developers to, quote, develop not only HD and smart device games, but also content for future cross-platform offerings. So... They've got some big plans, apparently. Uh, And as we've discussed in the past, the company did have, you know, a pretty crazy year. Fiscally, 2023 was not great. They reported that their sales and profits were down. Um, And a lot of the blaming pointed at the fact that, or well, not the fact, but the assumption that it was due to the lack of expansions offered compared to the 2022 fiscal year when they had offered DLC for Final Fantasy XIV that was really popular. Obviously, that's not the only reason, but that's what they seem to be pointing at right now. Um, Weak argument at best. Very weak argument, yeah. And we know that uh, they just kind of booted out their president after 10 years due to his controversial blockchain advocacy. So it'll be interesting to see how they shape 2024. They are currently saying that it's going to be a stronger year for them, so... We'll see. But yeah, it's a little weird how they're selling off and then they're buying new new studios and all that. It doesn't really make any sense. Very but, strange. <laughs> yeah, it's a little dysfunctional over there at the, at the moment at Square. So weird. Um, moving on, this one I found specifically for our lovely guest, Dan. So new world developer Amazon Games is partnering with Embracer Group's Middle Earth Enterprises, and they are creating a new MMO game based on The Lord of the Rings. Um, cool. Yeah. So this game is currently in very early stages of development and doesn't have an official title or release date yet, but they did confirm that it's going to be coming to both PC and consoles when it launches. 
and it's going to be featuring stories from both the Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Um, so the developers have been really excited about the project. They basically said that everyone feels really passionate about bringing players a fresh take on the Lord of the Rings. Um, and I have a quote from them that says, we're taking every care to deliver an MMO, which will do justice to the expansive Middle, Middle Earth universe and delight players around the world. Um, so that's interesting. Uh, hopefully that they're going to, you know, deliver on a great game. Uh, they also confirmed that the game is not going to be using any materials from the one that Amazon canceled in 2021. And they pretty much said, you know, that really wasn't even a full-blown production. So we really don't have much to take from that anyway. So this is going to be a brand new game that we're working on starting now. That's um, not the, the game or the, the show. The, the they, so there was a game being planned that Amazon basically canceled in 2021. Oh, so okay. this is a brand new game that they're starting on. And I think people were kind of assuming they were just going to take pieces from the other one that got canceled. And they were like, no, there was a really small people, a small group of people working on that. And there was really nothing that came out of it, which is par partially probably why it was canceled. So this is going to be its own thing. Um, but they want to turn this into a huge game. I mean, MMO is literally massive multiplayer online. Um, they're saying like with the licensing and the fran like the licensing for the franchise is much wider now, and they're not planning on changing the world or changing the well-known characters, but they want to give people the freedom to live out their best Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Rings lives, I, I guess is the best way to put it. So I, I know, Dan, you really don't play MMOs, but do you think if this turns out to be something that, you know, all, is getting a lot of good reviews, do you think this would be something you would try? I'd have to see what it looks like first before I yeah. really decided to give any money to it. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know. I'm always uh, my interest is peaked. I would say right now, but um, I I want to I want to be safe with Lord of the Rings games. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, what was you used to play a Lord of the Rings game quite a bit back in the day? What didn't you with uh with John? Yeah, Battle for Middle Earth. That yeah. was uh, turn based or not mm -hmm. turn based. Um, no, it was uh, that was an action game. Yeah, uh, what are they called? Strategy. That's it. Yeah, right. yeah. It was like so. StarCraft essentially. Yeah. So I know obviously Starcraft this is very different, but maybe this will fill the uh, the Lord of the Rings void in your heart. One from can that only theme. hope. Yeah. <laughs> if they're going, if they're going to pick something, this is a pretty good. I mean, an MMO based on. Lord of the Rings seems to be a pretty good idea just for the mere fact that there's so much lore and so much they can do with it. Yeah. It yeah, should definitely. be it should be good. I can't imagine. Yeah. I mean, should be and will be or two very yeah. different. <laughs> this is true. I'm thinking like cuz I played Elder Scrolls for a while. So I'm thinking it might be something along those lines where you have a lot of quests, you know, side quests and all that and you might run into the really big characters and obviously you're probably creating your own character and and all that so i think it'll be well, i hope it'll be good but i think it'll be interesting to watch its journey as it gets developed i feel like i feel like they're pretty serious about it from what i was reading so hopefully it, it goes well and then maybe dan will become an mmo player we'll have to see <laughs> stranger things have happened right yeah definitely so the last thing that I have is actually somewhat breaking news. Uh, it happened today. Well, part of it happened today. Um, and I alluded to this when I was saying what we've been playing, and that was Dead by Daylight updates and changes that are coming. Um, 
So basically today was the seventh anniversary stream for Dead by Daylight, which was initially supposed to be on Tuesday the 22nd. Um, but because of all of the leaks that were spreading around so quickly from this event that's coming up, they basically pushed it a few days early to kind of get ahead of all of the, the leaks and stuff that were spreading around. So some of the major changes for the upcoming year eight, there's going to be four normal chapters and two additional ones that will be survivor only. And there's also going to be four new killers and five survivors that are going to be dropping within year eight. Um, two of those killers are going to be licensed and we don't know who they are yet. Shockingly, no one has leaked it. Um, so people are obviously throwing their guesses in the ring as to who they think they're going to be. But I think it's cool to look forward to two new licensed killers for the year. Um, and then June 2023 will bring us the first new chapter of the year. And they already have announced we got a new killer and a new survivor coming. The new killer is called The Singularity, who is a cyborg killer. And then the new survivor is Gabriel Soma. Um, it's funny because when I talked about how, you know, the last killer was coming out and they were teasing the trailer for her and she seemed like a Terminator type character, like an android or a robot. And then people were really disappointed for the most part when she was like just this sexy assassin who wore half of a mask on her face and that was it and people were like well, what about all the robotics now we want the terminator so i think dead by daylight took that and kind of started creating he doesn't look like the terminator but he is definitely a very interesting robotic looking killer um so they might have they might have listened to people's opinions on that a bit and hopefully it's going to be a good killer but it looks really cool um also, they announced some upcoming collaborations for cosmetics. So they're going to be collabing with Iron Maiden and Slipknot, which is interesting, uh, as well as, yeah, Japanese artist Ikumi Nakamura. Um, and all of this will be reflected in purchasable cosmetics throughout the year. Um, they also announced some gameplay updates. These are not going to be finalized until they make it through several rounds of the PTB, which is the player test build. Um, where, you know, PC players can jump on and test things out and they get feedback and they maybe make changes if needed. Um, but my favorite change that is proposed is finally an anti-face camping mechanic, which has been asked for for seven years, where basically if the killer is in a very short range of the hook, if they're standing in front of you in, in your face, the hooked survivor has this bar start filling up. And once the bar is full, they can actually jump off of the hook and leave, even if it's their second hook. And usually on your second hook, you have to be pulled off. You can't do anything to save yourself. Um, so that's that's pretty cool to look forward to. And um, what they've done to make it more fair to the killer is that the progression for the escape bar will slow down if a survivor is like purposely trying to lead the killer really close to the hook, um, or if there's a crowd of all the other survivors around the hook, you know, forcing the killer to stay in that area. So I think that that's fair. Um, and they also announced that this mechanic is going to deactivate in, in endgame collapse. So basically, as soon as the last generator is powered, the killer mains are going to go right back to face camping anyway. So, and obviously not all of them do that right now, but this may wind up inspiring all of them to do that at some point. Um, I'm, I'm excited for this and I'm interested to see how people react on both sides sides to this um, when they release it in the PTB, which I believe is going to be on May 22nd, which was supposed to be, like I said, the anniversary stream. Um, they also announced, along with the upcoming DVD movie, they are also releasing a series of comics based on their original Killers Legion. 
And that looked pretty cool. I like the art style of that. Um, but then, of course, lastly, their biggest reveal, which unfortunately was leaked apparently before it was intended to be, is that Nicolas Cage is coming to Dead by Daylight. And honestly, I don't know what to even think about this. Um, now, Tom, being obviously you're not a horror fan, you don't play Dead by Daylight. Did you find out about this like pretty quickly after it was announced? Yeah, it was everywhere. Yeah, this like it blew up. I think that's what they were going for. It viral marketing. Right. And I, I kind of think he's going to be if, if it is viral marketing, I would imagine he's going to be playing his character from Redfield. Renfield, Redfield, Renfield, whatever the, Renfield. Where the, the Renfield. one where he's Dracula. Right. That's that's what I heard the most people speculating on. Even Dan, I think, was saying, oh, maybe he's going to be a killer because he was just, you know, like Dracula. Um, so it was literally everywhere. IGN was reporting on it. All of these YouTube videos were popping up. It was all over Twitter. And then they posted on Twitter as well. So apparently it was leaked and then that was their reaction to the leak was just like, okay, we're all in now. We just got to, you know, bring it out early and it worked really well for them, but they're also really disappointed at the same time because they had this whole like reveal planned. So then when they aired it on the stream, it was like, oh, this would have been really cool if this wasn't leaked um, because they did a whole skit with it and everything else. But oh, that's why so, leaks suck. Yeah. So basically um, the devs, you know, confirmed this is happening and they had originally tweeted it's the performance of a lifetime dead by daylight nicholas cage coming to a realm near you learn more on july 5th and then posted a teaser trailer video which is now everywhere if you want to see it you can easily find it um and in the trailer nicholas cage says there is nothing more powerful than imagination it can shape the fabric of reality transforming everything you think you may know so like I said, the Facebook groups I'm in were like blowing up with all of these ideas and speculations um, and saying like, oh, I liked him in this movie and in this movie. And he needs to say this quote from this movie. And others are wondering if they're trying to like force him into the game so they have an excuse to cast him in the movie that's coming out. And I told Dan, if that's what's happening and they wind up cutting a bunch of iconic characters and squeezing Nick Cage in the movie, I'm going to be really unhappy about it. But <laughs> It's yeah, just so weird. Um, so basically on the stream today, they actually confirmed that he is going to be a survivor and he's going to be playing himself, which because it's Nicolas Cage is not surprising, but it's also surprising that like this is a fantasy world, but a real person is being inserted into it. So I don't know what they're doing with that yet. Um, That's they, really weird. It's very weird. They basically said he's going to be introducing brand new aspects or abilities to the game. I forget how exactly they worded it, but they basically said like, this is going to be a really interesting change and they're not going to give us information until July 5th. So whether or not they can lock that down until July 5th, I don't know, but yeah, I don't know why they're adding him to the game. I'm honestly not a fan of him as an actor. I'm just really interested to see what this overall idea is going to be. Um, and I think this is the second strangest thing that they've done aside from the dating sim game. So I don't know what else they have up their sleeves or in, in planning, but this is very interesting. But overall, everyone is really excited about it. Like there's a lot of Nicolas Cage fans that are like, hell yeah, I'm coming back to DVD. Mark being one of them. And I was joking with him that I don't like him and that Mark was going to defend him, but he's not here. So he can't defend. Nicholas Cage from me tonight. So I, I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> if he's going to be himself, it really makes no sense. 
Yeah, I don't know. I he, I literally have no idea. He's played so many characters that could be a killer. It doesn't make sense that he's going to be himself as a survivor. Right. Like they have licensed survivors and licensed killers and it's not the actor like it's it's not the actor behind them that is in the game. It's the actor portraying this character and the characters in the game. You know what I mean? Like I don't know why they're like breaking the fourth wall essentially yeah. and they're okay. they're sticking him in it and they're saying like, "Oh, but he's himself in real life and in the game." I don't know. It's weird. It's very weird. But I don't know. Dan, is Nicolas Cage going to drag you into Dead by Daylight? No. Is he your saving grace? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> even even if he was uh what's his name? Ghost Rider? Oh. <laughs> uh no. I heard people saying that too about Ghost Rider. No. No, it's that game's just not my bag. I I get why it's popular because you you don't get the same game experience twice. I just to me it's just not my thing. I, I don't like that type of game. No matter who you put in there, you could put Gerard Butler in there. When I was I, just gonna ask you, would you change for Gerard <laughs> Butler? But I guess not. I, I would not. I guess Sorry. it's a lost cause. It's okay. I tried. I was hoping yeah. that you maybe really, you know, this was all the devs trying to get you back because you're so good at it. And they really, you know, it tanked after you left. That's true. So, that's what I've heard. Yeah. But <laughs> that's that's all I had for the news. I don't know if you had anything to add, but uh, yeah, interesting changes in the Dead by Daylight world. I think Mark would be remiss if we didn't mention the ongoing uh, of the drama. The, the ongoing drama to buy <laughs> Activision Blizzard. Sure. Uh, apparently, the EU let it through, or the UK, excuse me, let Damn. it through. Uh, so we'll see what happens. That's I, I don't know much of the details because I don't follow it that closely. So I'm sure Mark will be able to tell us all about it next time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I'm sure he'll be uh, he'll be down to talk about it while he's streaming uh, today. Yes. So ask him about it. Ask him what his thoughts are. He's always so excited to talk about it. <laughs> the drama, the pettiness. He's here for the pettiness. Is he what is. He says. He's here for all, here for the <laughs> pettiness. Uh, all right. So our main topic tonight we we just I mean, we're going we're gonna automatically date this podcast, but the trailer for Mortal Kombat One. It's so uh, well, it's a reboot, but yes. I hate when they do that. Just call it yeah. Mortal. I think they the problem is they already called the a game Mortal Kombat. So they had to call it something different. Someone suggested Mortal Kombat Zero would have been cool. Yes. Anything but Mortal Kombat 1. Xbox already did this, and it was a bad idea. <laughs> anyway, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about what characters we want to see in Mortal Kombat. Now, Dan, you've got a, a little information on the games already. So if you want to let us know about Mortal Kombat 1, what we know so far. Yeah. Uh, so as you mentioned, it's a, it's a reboot. So uh, what it's, it's actually the second reboot in uh, I, I want to say what started in Mortal Kombat 9 was a reboot. Um, but now they've changed. One major aspect is that uh, if you're a follower of Mortal Kombat, Liu Kang is now the protector of Earthrealm. Uh, Raiden gave up his godhood so that Liu Kang could defeat the enemy in Mortal Kombat 11 named Kronika. So now Liu Kang was able to rewrite history, it seems like, from the trailer. And 
from what it seems like, it could be that there is no tournament anymore. He he maybe he erased the tournament. Um, uh, enemies that once were are now friends. It may seem like so. Th- there's some intrigue in the trailer for sure. But long story short, Liu Kang is rewriting the timeline using a giant hourglass that he's mastered. It's all really nerdy and weird, <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> Now, does yeah, the hourglass cool. have six colorful gems on it? No, it's it's literally an hourglass. Just okay. Didn't um, know if you know he had to snap or you know do something no, special. No, none of that. No, it was basically uh, the the goddess of time was pissed with how uh, all the realms kept fighting each other, and she decided that it wasn't worth it anymore. Kind of like a nature just taking back what is the uh, theirs kind of thing. Uh, right. So yeah, Liu Kang got Brayden's powers and was able to defeat her. And now he runs the, he runs the hourglass. <laughs> it's interesting. If someone heard that and they had no idea what we're talking about, like what in the <laughs> world is this game? Yeah, there might be some true. people who do know what is going on and still thinking in their head, what is this game? What, what, what is going on? <laughs> yeah. It's uh Mortal Kombat's gotten wild with with the lore, mm-hmm. with a lot yeah. of things. <laughs> but anyway, we all enjoy Mortal Kombat here and there. Some of us more than others. <laughs> uh, and we wanted to put together a wish list of characters that we'd like to see in the game. Uh, now, in the trailer, we already saw a number of characters. Uh, let's see, who did we see? We saw Liu Kang, Katana, Melina, Scorpion, Sub Zero, Shang Tsung, Raiden and kung lao those were all in there so those are off the table so now we need we we're going to pick four more each and then a special one a dlc character because at this point anybody could be in the dlc uh as we've learned from seeing the joker or uh we saw kratos we've seen all kinds of weird things so uh, i'm interested to see what you guys think should be a dlc character and what and who you pick to be in the normal game. Uh, Dan, why don't you lead us off? Okay, so are, are we just ru- doing a rundown, or are we going like round robin kind of thing? Um, let's go ahead and go through all four of your picks, and sure. then we'll 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 go round robin at the DLC character. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so my my number one, uh, one of my favorite characters from the original, uh, Kano. Uh, I I loved his whole outlook. He had the uh, or aesthetic, I should say, with the metal eye and the, the, the you know red eye and all that. Uh, so he would be my number one, but I, I would like to see him changed a little bit. Like maybe he's not a part of the Black Dragon, where he's in you know he's the the king maybe. of the underworld kind of thing. Yeah, um, of a crime organization. So maybe he since the uh, the uh, the theme is enemies are now friends kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So maybe Kano is friends with Sonya. Who knows? Uh, so Kano's my number one. Two is Baraka from Mortal Kombat 2, the Tarkadin with the big giant blades that come out of his arms because that's badass and he looks cool. <laughs> uh, so he would be my number two. There's, there's uh, one problem with Baraka in the original games. What's he that? sucks. He sucks. <laughs> yeah, his, his move list is pretty... Um, pretty light right he has like he shoots the spark 
he can do the fur uh, the blade fury right where he just like waves his arms up and down with the blades and just a straight swipe yeah that's like it there's not a whole lot going on with his move set anyway. yeah it, it's limited is what i should have said it's it's a very limited move set but he has some cool fatalities um just just very simple impaling you cutting your head off i think he he does one where he just like slices you down the middle he's got some you know he's a cool looking character i think he has potential um so he would be my number two my number three and i think this is a long shot i don't think they would bring this character back uh, is noob cybot um he is the and I, the reason why i think that he won't be in it is because he's the uh the returned specter of the first sub-zero Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming if the timeline's been rewritten, the original Sub Zero is not dead, so he probably won't come back. So this is kind of like a throwaway one, but he he's my one of my favorite characters. Um, the whole Dark Ninja using his shadow to to perform special moves. It's it's a cool looking character. I wouldn't uh, put it past put the, put it past anything at this point. Yeah, that's true. I, he could be a a cameo character. They, they call them cameos if they they show up like in the storyline, I guess. Mm-hmm. But uh, so he he could come in for sure. I I wouldn't be surprised, but I also I'm not holding my breath really. Yeah. Um, yeah. So now I'm 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 torn here <laughs> because my all time favorite character is Goro, mm-hmm. and I'm assuming he will probably be in it if. Again, none of it happened. He was the mini boss in the first Mortal Kombat, so there's a good chance he's going to be there. But I, 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 I don't know. I'm torn between him and uh, Kenshi, who is a blind swordsman, and he uses oh. telekinesis. Uh, I, I think I think I'm going to go with Kenshi because he. I don't think he's really been in a Mortal Kombat in quite a while. Yeah, I, I don't think so. Like I, mean, I don't remember seeing nine or ten. Yeah, nine or ten. I think was the last time you saw him. Yeah, so he might be due to come back. So yeah, I'm gonna go. What, what was it? Kano, Baraka, Noob Saibot, and Kenshi. So did you rate them like Kano was your top pick, or did you just they're all at the same level for you in terms of what you want? Oh, that's a good question. I, I would say Kano at my top pick. Yeah, because I think he probably has the best chance of coming back. Uh, since he was in the original Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel strongly that he'll be in it, but I think there's a different way you could take his character, which would be interesting. Yeah. That, w- that would be why he's my number one. Yeah, that makes sense. I could totally see them doing some kind of attempting, maybe a redeeming storyline, and maybe he reverts back, or yeah. maybe he is a good guy now. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. it could be a, a, you know, a shattered glass thing where everybody is just, random it could be anybody could right. be a good guy anybody could be a bad guy yep. yeah yeah maybe sonia or Jax are the leaders of the black dragon now right the right that would be guy. cool yeah. i would actually like that <laughs> yeah that, that would be interesting um again i, I feel like noob cybot is a really really long long stretch there but uh maybe, maybe I, I was actually talking about this with a, a friend of mine today you know maybe scorpion and Sub Zero, their clans are friends, and there's a rival clan 
that mm-hmm. is threatening both of theirs. So like maybe Noob Cybot is from that clan. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like NetherRealm Studios should hire me to write this. <laughs> <laughs> well, they do listen to the game vault, so. Oh, that's just, Ed Boone does a comment a lot. Yeah, yeah. That's right. All the time. All the time. Oh. Yeah, good friend of the podcast, Ed Boone. <laughs> <laughs> we actually had to fight him off for tonight's episode so you could be on, Dan. Yeah, I know that's a tough choice, guys, so I'm I'm happy yeah. that you chose me. Yeah. Well, you are a friend of the podcast, so. I, well, I'm I, I'm <laughs> with the one of the hosts, so I feel like I should take precedence. <laughs> I had to I had to PG that line. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you can you can be as blue as you want to be, Dan. Uh, I don't want to embarrass her. You know, she might not she might not have told all of the fans that she's <laughs> oh married. <my> <laughs> They they think they still have a shot. It's like the Beatles when they found out that jo- or like that they all got married and everyone got really upset. That's kind of yeah. what it's like. <laughs> I see. Okay. Thanks for that. <laughs> all right, all right, Jen. How about you? What's your list look like? Okay, so my list um, number one, and well, so I'm going from least to most wanted. Um, so first, I had Sindel. Um, I really like playing as Sindel. I think my favorite abilities that she had were the Banshee scream or scream. I think they shortened it in the later games um, where your opponent gets stunned if you, and you get a free hit on them. If you scream, Um, she can levitate, which is really cool. And then her most iconic move, I think is her main squeeze where she grabs you with her hair. Um, I think her design is really cool and she is badass in general. And she's also Katana's mom. So if they're doing all this, you know, rewriting stuff, I mean, I think she started out lore wise good and then she kind of shifted more evil. And now who knows, maybe if they bring her in what she's going to be. Um, But I think it would be interesting to bring her back. Um, My number two was Frost. So Frost is a character who grew on me over time. Um, I didn't really pay attention to her too much at first because I thought it was the trope of being the female version of Sub-Zero. So I was like, oh, that's that's dumb. But I think Dan actually was the one that told me about how like cool of a character she was. Um, so no aside pun intended. from I know, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> aside from her character design being really nice, she has some really interesting abilities. Like she could freeze the ground, which will freeze enemies who step in that area. And she has the cryo stance ability from I think it was Mortal Kombat 11, where she shoots ice shurikens out of her shoulder cannons. Um, And she has some unique abilities too. Like she could literally shoot her own head at an opponent or she attacks your, her energy, her enemies with an ice drill. Um, Uh, Yeah. That was when she became a cyborg. Right. So I think people may or may not know this, but Sub-Zero is my all time favorite character to play as, um, which is partly why I like Frost, but also I appreciate the differences between them. And I like her backstory. Um, She was initially Sub-Zero's apprentice and she grew to just want to be noticed as a great master and thought that she was better than him. So she challenged him and she failed and he banishes her from the clan. And then this obviously makes her angry and she teams up with Kronika who turned her into a cyborg or mostly cyborg. Um, So she has an interesting backstory too where she can go either way. it's funny because I I kept telling you to you should cosplay as her. And you're like, no, I don't want. Yeah, her. that's what I'm saying. Like when I first found out about her, I was like, oh, it's just like they just made a girl version of Sub Zero. Like that's lame. I wanted I want a cool different character. But obviously, then over time, I start learning more about her, 
and she's she's not just a trope. She's very cool. So you know I would what? like to see her come back. You know what this all points to? What? L- listen to Dan. Uh huh. Sure. Always points to the same road. Tom, is it too late to get Ed Boone in here? Oh, we might have to call him up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He'll tell you exactly what I'm saying. So he might. He might. Um, so my number three is Jade, another badass female character. Um, she has a razor boomerang attack, which is really helpful, especially in later games, because it would make a circle around her before it would attack. So you could potentially get an extra hit or push someone away from you if they were really close. Um, and she would just bash people with her staff too. And she had the the shadow kick where she lights up green and she could force kick her opponents and it can actually break through armor from special abilities. She was pretty strong. Um, I remember when I first started playing Mortal Kombat back in like the super button mashing days, I had, you know, Katana, Melina and Jade. And I was like, oh, they're all cool. They all kind of looked very similar. And I always wound up defaulting towards Jade eventually. So I, I really like her. I mean, she's Katana's best friend lore-wise. And she's her bodyguard and an assassin in general. So I would like to see her. I would like to see her brought into the to the new game. You um, want to hear something interesting, Jen? Sure. They just cast an actress to play her in the second Mortal Kombat movie. Nice. Today. Yeah, the, the oh, really? girl. Yep. The girl from uh, the Sabrina Netflix show, the she's one of the three evil sisters, the one with the like the blonde hair and the in the cornrows. Oh, okay. I don't remember That's her cool. name. Yeah, but she she fits the character description. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I like that idea. I forget what yeah. her name was, but I know exactly who you're talking about. Deborah. I like that. Her name's Deborah. Deborah, sure. Yes, I I don't remember her name. <laughs> yeah. Um, my last and top pick was just as i assumed mine would be the same as one of dan's and that's noob cybot and i'm not gonna lie you broke my heart dan when you said it's probably the longest shot out of any character but i'm hoping for um in the trailer they showed um shang Tsung coming through the portal right looking all evil and stuff so i'm kind of hoping that he finds a way back into this timeline of peace and that's what the, you know, the evil is that's coming into the world that um, that uh, Liu Kang has, you know, tried to rewrite and be all peaceful. So I'm kind of hoping that he brings some of the old evil with him in some way. So maybe Noob Saibot, but I think Noob Saibot's one of the coolest characters in the game. Um, he has really memorable moves. He could teleport. Um, he can summon a black hole and the enemy just falls through it and then falls from the sky and takes damage. Um, he has the iconic shadow clone to assist in battle with multiple attacks. Uh, he could disappear completely sometimes, which was helpful. Um, one of my favorite moves of his is actually an X-ray. I think it was from Mortal Kombat 11. It was called Together Again. Um, Noob basically calls on his shadow form and they appear behind their opponent and like grapples them. So Noob literally punches them in the face and shatters their skull. And it's called X-ray because it literally is the X-ray. You could see all the bones breaking. So he punches them in the the face and it shatters their skull. And then the shadow knees them in the lower back and breaks their spine and their ribs and like organs are bursting. And then Noob kicks them in the stomach and they throw up for some reason. (laughs) Like they'd be dead by that point, but they throw up anyway. And it's just really ridiculous. 
but as Dan said, I really like the lore too. He's a wraith. Um, he was the original Sub-Zero. Um, and, you know, when he died, the title of Sub-Zero got passed down to his younger brother, who we all know is Sub-Zero now. Um, and obviously, I think everyone knows at this point that his name is the last name spelled backwards of both creators of Mortal Kombat. So well, I remember when I first found that out, I was just like, oh, what? mind-blowing it's so cool <laughs> but yeah i would i would love to see noob cybot come back i feel like and maybe it's just me being um like only thinking about things that i like and i know as iconic from the game but i think that he's kind of iconic in mortal kombat i don't know if i'm wrong or if people agree or not but well, he, his first appearance was mortal kombat 2 so he's been around yeah, for a very long time he's been time. around for a long time i feel like if they really want to bring back certain characters they're going to make it work within this crazy storyline everything now is about different dimensions and time shifts and and all of that so i'm sure they'll find a way if they really want to explain it or like you said maybe he'll be uh, a cameo where yeah. they'll they'll feature him in a flashback or he'll be in it for a second or whatever. So that was my as list. long as they don't bring back Stryker. <laughs> I don't remember who Stryker <laughs> is. Unless, yeah. Unless Tom, that's your pick, then I hope they bring him <laughs> oh, back. That was Tom's top pick, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> I actually thought case. about I thought about saying Stryker, but then I was like, man, he sucks. I don't know. <laughs> he he does suck. Here. You know what this means? They're bringing back Stryker. <laughs> yeah, because I don't think he's been around since Mortal Kombat 9. Striker? Yeah. yeah, he shows up. He's but he's been in since Mortal Kombat three. Uh, yeah, the, I'm saying the last time he showed up was nine. Well, that's because someone else has taken his spot that I might mention. Ooh, Ooh. that's what we're um, foreshadowing. <laughs> <laughs> so my list uh, to start. Well, number one on my list is the original secret character, and that's Reptile. Nice. How can you not have reptile who was so it was so infamous that like how you had to unlock reptile to see reptile in the game uh how can you not have him in and make make it some weird thing that you have to do to to unlock him i'd love to see that yeah i don't remember the details but you had to like see two things fly past the moon on the on it <laughs> and you had to you had to be perfect and there was, I forget, there's a couple other things that had to happen. You, you, it has to be in the pit, and you have to see something fly across the moon. You have to get two perfect, uh, uh, flawless victories, two flawless victories, and perform a fatality that does not include a, the block button. There you Jeez, go. That's yeah. a lot of pressure on a kid. Yeah. <laughs> not only that, and it was only in the arcade. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's so crazy. It's not like you were doing it at home. You had to do it. You were you yep. had you were paying money every time you wanted to try to do this. Right, that's true. Now, so, was he the when they when they revealed Jade? I think she was with another character, and they like peeked their heads out at one point of trees as like a little. I don't remember if it was in the game that they were in, like introduced officially, or if it was like the game before. But was he with her? Do you guys know what I'm talking about? In the haunted forest, yeah, where they would peek out really quick, yeah, and it turned it, out to be Jade and someone, but I don't it, remember if it was. Right I, th I think it not. was. I think it was Smoke. Okay. Yeah. Speaking of Smoke, ah. <laughs> <laughs> unscripted. Yeah. We promise. <laughs> yeah, but literally, he's the next guy on my list. Anyway, uh, yes. So Smoke again. One another one of those characters that was on the playground. Like, did you see that guy in the haunted forest? <laughs> Who I wonder who he could be, but I also like 
<laughs> Smoke's um, move set is always pretty cool. I also yeah. I prefer human smoke, not yes. cyborg smoke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I remember thinking because he came up in Mortal Kombat three, cyborg smoke. Yeah, and I just remember as a kid, I was like, oh wow, that's so cool. And he was a, I think he was an unlockable character. But the more it's, the more time went on and the games came around, I was like, yeah, I don't, I'd rather have human smoke. Yeah, cyborg. The cyborgs were cool, like when you're like ten. 12 right but yeah as you get older it kind of you kind of like man they weren't they weren't as cool as i thought they were they're kind of they're kind of just lame yeah and lazy very lazy yeah they all looked like identical just different colors at one point right oh yeah yeah. it was just this it was the palette swapping right just like jade melina and uh katana at one point all looked practically the same exactly but yeah human smoke bring them back uh, my next one is Cassie Cage. Nice. One of the newbies. I figured we're all probably going to mention characters from one and two and three. So why not bring a new character in? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I don't need it to be Ronda Rousey. We don't need to have Ronda Rousey be Cassie Cage, but, uh, the character itself, go ahead. I'd like to see Cassie Cage because she's a very different character than any of the other women in the game. Um, that's true that is true she she does have a very unique personality amongst combatants yeah because I, I feel like most of, besides sonia i feel like most of the character most of the female characters are very fantasy does that mm-hmm. make sense they're not they're not as grounded in reality um but yeah i think i think cassie cage would be a good fit for this weird weird new world yeah uh, so my last character, I kind of goes against everything I just said. Uh, <laughs> the last character is Scarlet, another newer character. Because again, I was thinking there's going to be we're going to be talking about new old characters a lot. So Scarlet seemed like a pretty interesting character, being a blood ninja, or is, it, is that what technically what you would call it, Dan? Yeah, like she's like a blood mage or something like that. Yeah, some something weird like that. But yeah. Um, I thought she would be a really cool character to bring in, but yeah, yeah that's, she's great. She she has the one move where she like slices you open and then uses your blood as a scythe mm-hmm. to stab yeah. you with it. Pretty badass. <laughs> yeah, well, she, she's cool. I, I think that's a again very unique power set. Yeah, doesn't Sub Zero have a move like that too, where he freezes your own blood and stabs you with it? I think he does it in the movie. Yeah. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. <laughs> yeah, he he I rewatched that movie and it is it's dog shit. Um <laughs> but I um yeah, I rewatched it. But he they they have that cool fight scene at the end and yeah, he like slices Scorpion up, freezes his blood and then stabs him with it, which <laughs> is, which is badass. It is. It's metal. Oh, it's yeah, metal. definitely metal. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's that those are our lists. Now this is the wild card round. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm excited for this. Again, like I said, mine is going to be super obvious once I say it. But uh, Dan, who is your DLC character? Uh, my my DLC character. Uh, I, I I'm again I'm torn between two because earlier today I was looking at the list of characters f- that Warner Brothers has, and I had my mind set on Pennywise from It. Because they okay. use a lot of horror characters. Like, oh, you know, that'd be interesting because it can shapeshift and do all kind of crazy things. 
But then I saw on the list of WB characters, uh, Agent Smith from The Matrix. From the Matrix? Oh, okay. that's interesting. I would yeah. not expect that. So that's why I was like, oh, that'd be interesting if you could get a Matrix character in there. Because you know, Agent Smith can change his size. He can multiply. He's super fast. Like, oh, that, you could probably do some interesting fatalities with him. Yeah. So I, I think... I, I just realized I didn't answer the question. Um, <laughs> I, I think, even though I mentioned how cool you could be with Agent Smith, if they're going to keep going down the um, uh, horror avenue, which, uh, judging by what I've seen today, they probably aren't. But if they do, uh, I would choose it, the clown, or Pennywise the clown from it. Yeah, I, think that's that's a, cool. I think that's a great pick. Yeah. Jen, how about you? Okay, so... This one was tough for me because I also looked at this as uh, who I wouldn't mind seeing get torn apart in the game. And that knocked out um, Ash Williams and John Wick for me because I thought of that as being really cool until I realized, oh, they're going to get their ass kicked if I'm playing as them. And I don't want to see that. So I settled on the character who was also the winner of our past Super Smash Dream character bracket, the last Dragonborn, Dovahkiin from Skyrim. Um the best part of this to me is that while most people's idea of the Dovahkiin is a male character, there's technically no set gender for Dovahkiin in the game since you create your own character and you play as them. So this could make it possible for the player to select if they'd prefer to play as a female presenting person or a male presenting version of Dovahkiin. Um, and then the abilities there, you could mix hand-to-hand -hand combat as well as magic. So they could do, you know, they could absorb the soul of their opponent either to drain their health and replenish or maybe mimic an ability that the opponent has. Um, they can cast some of the iconic Dragonborn powers, such as the Unrelenting Force, or maybe if they shout, it could damage the enemies. Um, they could have Fire Breath or Frost Breath. Um, I remember one of the greater powers was called Mora's Agony, where maybe they could summon a field of tentacles that inflicts poison damage. So there's a wide scope of, of things that you could do with Dovahkiin. And one of the fatalities would obviously be to call in a dragon, which would roast your opponent alive. Um, so I think they would be a strong character, and I think they would fit in well with the Mortal Kombat universe because they're powerful enough to be believable that they're inflicting this ultra-gory damage. Um, but it also wouldn't necessarily break my heart seeing them get their ass kicked and, like, ripped in half. So that was my pick. God, you get Your guys' picks are way better than mine. <laughs> Well, if you have more than one, do more than I only have one, one because I, I it was difficult for, for enough for me to come up with one, like Jen said, that would be cool, but I wouldn't mind seeing get ripped in half. Uh, and that for me is Sephiroth. Yeah, he crossed my mind too. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, Sephiroth has already been in a fighting game, technically. Um, was, was that Soul Calibur? No, it's called Air Guys. God oh. bless the ring. It's a weird PS one, like arena fighter. It's, it's kind of like, uh, how it's like power stone. Oh, I remember power stone for the dreamcast. Yeah. But it's a PS one game and it's okay. really weird. And it's got a bunch of final fantasy seven characters in it for some reason. Uh, <laughs> but, go. but I feel like you could come up with a really cool move set for Sephiroth, especially with a giant sword you'd probably have to nerf it a bit because it's six feet long or something. <laughs> um, but his fatality could be he, well, in the, in final fantasy seven, he has an attack that literally is like a supernova that blows up every planet in the, in the world to come hit you. 
So it could very well have some really wild, cool fatalities like that. Yeah. And I feel like you could come up with a pretty cool move set, especially for somebody who had I imagine they would go with the the version that has a wing so you could do all kinds of flying stuff and Yeah. All kinds of weird weird Mortal Kombat esque stuff. I don't know. I it was just a thought that crossed my mind. I I I feel like your guys' character choices were way better. No, that's a good idea. I, Mortal Kombat has done that before with mm-hmm. um, uh, like a fatality that uh, blows up the world. Because uh, speaking of smoke, that was oh right, Cyborg that's right. Smoke. Had, Cyborg Smoke had the nuke in his chest or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's and one of the characters in Mortal Kombat 11, one of her like special moves is she grows larger than the earth and like shoots a solar beam down on you so yeah that's, nothing's off the table yeah, nothing is off the table so i i think the, all three of those picks are solid picks yeah i think they should all be in it honestly <laughs> that'd be pretty I cool agree. mark it down now yep. yeah, mark it down mark, what, mark I, yeah they're coming. all three yeah. all three of them are coming mark we'll would have fix- mark would have picked dom toretto <laughs> yes <laughs> You would have been like, oh, there's only one choice, and that's you got to choose family. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> he's he's listening to this now, going, "Damn it, I missed it. I missed my chance." <laughs> well, when he hears it, I'm sure he'll get a chuckle out of it. Yep. <laughs> or he'll be like, very like, like was it like seen? Like I feel seen right now. Yeah, I now. feel seen right now. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we'll expect our checks in the mail. Um, yeah, please. <clears throat> yeah, these are all these are all gold. Yeah. Now we did wind up finding out, like literally after we agreed on this topic, that Amazon went and uh, leaked the first official DLC pack for the game. So it's not like these are not possibilities, but we do know who's in the first DLC packs. I don't know if we should mention it or if people might not like the spoilers. What do you if guys think? A, yeah, if it's a leak and people are trying to avoid spoilers i would feel much better not, not telling it. them <laughs> yeah but just know it's out there if you want you could find it yes if you are really clamoring for the first dlc ca- characters mm-hmm. you can find it somewhere or maybe not anymore or maybe mm-hmm. not anymore but it's on the internet it's yes once it's, it's there, it's there. It's never <laughs> it never it never goes as away. we learned from nicholas cage when something <laughs> leaks it's everywhere <laughs> so we're, we're not going to discuss who it is no Oh, no, okay. no. I think I think oh, we're better. Oh. I, I would rather be safe than sorry. Okay. Uh, do, we can. Do you want to know what it is, or you can? You can. You can. We can discuss it after the podcast. But okay, I'm dying to tell someone. <laughs> <laughs> and you can always. I mean, <clears throat> if you really want to know, you can always join our Discord or tweet at mm-hmm. us. Maybe we could have a combo there. That's right. There you go. Yeah. Smart move. Yeah. Right. All right. So a lot of good discussion there. Mm -hmm. I am very interested to hear about our next topic, which is our retro roulette game, which is Super Mario Land for the Nintendo Game Boy. Uh, This was the first, one of the first games to come out for the Game Boy. It was the first game I ever received for the Game Boy. So it's like super weird. (laughs) It's a very strange game because it's um, the first Mario game that Miyamoto did not did not produce so there's a lot of differences from mm-hmm. the standard super mario brothers games and 
Uh, where are you guys coming from with Super Mario Land? Since Gen- you're a guest. Oh, okay. Oh, I'll, yeah. Uh, so for me, I had never played Super Mario Land before. Um, but I love Mario games in general. So I was looking forward to it. And I, I was not expecting it, like you said, to be as different as it was. Um, it's like going into it the first stage, you know, it felt like your typical Mario game. It was the, the old side-scrolling platformer where if you go too far, you can't go back. Um, you have your Goombas, your Mushrooms, your Koopas, um, et cetera. And then that quickly changes um, as you go further into the different stages. And I honestly wasn't expecting some of the differences, like how Koopa shells explode like bombs in this game instead of you kicking them. And I yeah, found that, that out the hard way, as you can imagine. That gets you, that gets you the first time. That's <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, the flowers give you like these rubber balls instead of fireballs and like Mario gets a submarine at one point and then the enemies were a little bizarre like the fly- the fire breathing sphinxes and like there are robots with flying heads and I was just kind of ob- observing these things and being like what game is this <laughs> like what are they doing um, I don't know if you guys noticed this either but I found a lot of the stages to f- be a little bit repetitive Like, it felt like you would go through the first quarter of the stage, and then it felt like you were walking into the first quarter again, and it just looked slightly different. Like, there wasn't a lot of design differences throughout the different stages, I felt like. Um, Yeah, Yeah, I I agree with that. I think think they were very limited on what they were able to do in the beginning. I don't think that they quite had the Game Boy figured out yet, so they probably did a few tricks like that to make it... uh, To make it work a little better. Right. Yeah. Um, that wasn't like something that was a deal breaker for me, but it was something I definitely noticed because I thought like I would go into one of the pipes, even in the first stage, you go into the pipe, you collect the coins, you go up. And then it felt like you restarted at the beginning, but it wasn't the beginning. It was like the next section. But I was like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> and then I realized they're reusing a lot of the same, you know, stuff. They're just adding a couple obstacles here and there. Um I did like how they did the the stage ending bonus rounds, um, the way you would get extra lives and other perks uh, where you would, you know, it's switching between four different levels really quickly and you'd stop it. But then like you would walk down a ladder and actually go on down to the next one kind of thing. So that was I thought that was cool. Um, And I also like that Mario is rescuing Princess Daisy in this game instead of Princess Mm -hmm. Peach. And I think this was her debut, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, it was. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was it was very different, and I'm glad that you said that too because I was hoping that I wasn't going to be like the odd one out with that opinion. But if it didn't, it didn't feel like a, a Mario game as much as I expected it to. Dan, where are you coming from with Super Mario Land? Uh, I'm coming from a place where I haven't played it in two, almost two decades. Yeah, uh, it, yeah, I, I remember playing this on the school bus when I was a kid. My next door neighbor had it, and we would take turns playing it on the school ride home, or the school ride, the the bus ride home. And that's as much as I remember. Uh, I I remember when Jen was describing it earlier, like, oh, you know, Mario gets a a little submarine. I vaguely remember that. I do remember that, but everything else, it's a blur, unfortunately, so I I can't really... It was super memorable, is what you're saying. You know, not that I enjoyed playing it. I remember having fun playing it. Mm Mm-hmm. But I just, again, I was like nine, ten, maybe yeah, like ten or eleven. So it's been a long time. Yeah. Don't date yourself too much, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's it's just it's been a bit. I'll say that it's been a bit. 
That's okay. But yeah, uh, like I said, this was the first game I received with my Game Boy, so I played the hell out of it when I was a kid. And I'm happy to say I'm still good enough at the game that I was able to beat it Ooh. for this podcast. This is two games. Yeah, two games. <laughs> That's awesome. That's impressive. Last, yeah. Now the last podcast. <laughs> Uh, I it's that's got to be some kind of record. I don't think I've ever beaten more than one game between podcasts, but yeah, uh, there's there's a couple of downsides to this game, but the main one is that it's very short. Uh, there's only four worlds, and I think there's three levels per world. Mm -hmm. Uh, but something that they do that I thought was pretty cool was that they put Mario in weird situations, like you said, submarine, the final level, you're you're in a plane yep. <laughs> so there's two shooter levels in a mario game yeah two 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 horizontal horizontally scrolling shooters uh, levels which is super interesting to me because i don't think that has ever happened in another mario game after this um it's it's also interesting what they had to do due to the limitations of the game boy in a regular super mario game uh you would just get a green mushroom to get you an extra life and this, they couldn't do that because there's no color. So the mushroom had to be the mushroom, and they had to make something else an extra life. So the extra life was a heart, which was yep. also new. <laughs> uh, the music is surprisingly good in this game. Yeah, it didn't bother me. It didn't get on my nerves at all. I could listen to that first level. I can play it in my head immediately. Mm -hmm. Someone said Super Mario Land. That's, that's the music that starts playing is that first level music. Um, there's... I, it's really weird how cultural the game is, I guess. Uh, after the first world, there's like you're in like an alien world. Then you go to Egypt for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> then you go to China. Yep. Uh, and I don't know if you got to this, Jen, but there are enemies that are the Chinese version of a vampire. Where they're, ju they're like jumping vampires. They hop. I didn't get to that, but that doesn't surprise me <laughs> it was very strange and there's one point where there's like a ton of them on the screen and you just can't get away from them. some something that i should mention also is that the game is very generous with checkpoints something yes. that wouldn't happen again for quite a long time like even like super mario world mm -hmm. checkpoints you, you only get one per level right and you had to actually hit the the gate in order to make sure you got the the checkpoint but this game is very generous with checkpoints very generous with extra lives which is nice because towards the end you may need them just because you may not be good at a horizontally scrolling shooter so you may need those extra lives but all in all very interesting first first attempt on the game boy uh now obviously super mario land 2 is much more of a super mario game than this game is uh, and most people would probably recommend you play that one, but mm -hmm. I feel like you should play this one. This is, this one, it's got interesting stuff that you should, that you should try. All right. I guess we should give it a score. Uh, Dan, I'm, I'm sure you, you don't feel you have enough information in the past, however many years to give it a score. <laughs> 10, 10 out of 10. We only 10. do five. So <laughs> well, 10 out of five. Stays, stays the same. 10. <laughs> no wow. notes. <laughs> Jen, how about you? So, uh, while we had the typical fun, you know, side-scrolling Mario experience, I think overall this game just felt like an odd man out amongst the rest of the Mario games. 
Um, and it was literally based outside of the Mushroom Kingdom, like we just talked about. Uh, I enjoyed playing it, but I personally would much rather play Super Mario Land 2 or Super Mario Brothers 2 and 3. Um, I wouldn't necessarily, per I wouldn't recommend this game to someone that's never played Mario games before, but if you are a fan of Mario games, I would recommend that you try it at least. Um, but yeah, I would give it a three out of five for okay. me. I'm going to give it a three and a half out of five, uh, pretty much for all of the same reasons that you just gave. Uh, it's, it's an odd version of Mario, uh, but I still think it's worth a play. I wouldn't go out of my way to play it, mm -hmm. but um, if it comes up on Switch Online or you have a way of emulating it somehow or you have, you know, some other way to play it, I would rec definitely recommend giving it a shot. But um, yeah, I think it's, it's an odd duck <laughs> and you have to experience it once. After yeah. that, you don't ever play it again. I just, I feel like you should <laughs> play it chance. once. Right. Yeah, give it a, give it a shot. You know, to be honest, when I was collecting news and I saw that they were bringing three new Mario games to Nintendo Switch Online Expanded, I was like, "Tell me that this game is now going to come after <laughs> after it's our retro like game because we tend to speak things into existence on this podcast. We do, but it it's, wasn't so. <laughs> it's it's very wild how that works. Yeah. All right, I guess it is time to spin the wheel. I don't know how we do this, but we somehow may manage to make things happen on this podcast through the wheel. Uh, we're going to be playing The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time for the Nintendo 64. That's and a great I'm, game. I'm excited because everybody tells me how good this game is. Mm -hmm. And I barely played it. Like, yeah. I think I've, the most I've pl played it is on the 3DS. And even then, I didn't get very far. I think, I think you'll... I got to I got to the tree, the big tree. That was yeah. about it. I think you'll appreciate it because you literally just beat Breath of the Wild. So I think you'll enjoy going back and seeing Ocarina of Time now. I yeah, like I want to. That's that's something I want to see is, you know, what what is, what is does this game still hold up compared to a new Zelda? Mm -hmm. So I'm that excited. Game, that game has some pretty like eerie things in it. Um, I think I mentioned it a really long time ago when we were talking about um games with like horror elements but it was like our soft horror that like kids could play mm. i was like back in our year one i think um but there are there are certain parts of that game where it like gives you the heebie-jeebies a little bit um, <laughs> not that it's horror obviously but like some of the music and there's parts you'll you'll get to it and then let me know if you agree i guess but okay it's fun it's very fun i'm excited and i'm sure mark's excited yep so if you're playing along at home, let us know what you think of Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Uh, Mark will be streaming it tonight, and uh, hopefully all goes well. But uh, this has been fun. Back in the driver's seat for a little while. Yeah. Uh, I want to thank Dan for joining us. Thank you for having me again. I, it was a lot of fun. Of course. Uh, I would like you guys to plug your stuff, so go right ahead. Uh, Dan, I've go ahead and start. I was preparing for this all day and I, I can't remember. Okay. Um, so yeah, I, again, thank you guys for having me. It's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, I'm, my name is Dan Aquino from, they called this a movie. It's a movie podcast where your very own Mark Myers, myself and our friend Anthony get together weekly and discuss our 
movie of the week, and they tend to be uh, the less desirable movies. Uh, we, we just covered a martial arts movie from the 1970s called Viva Chiba, The Bodyguard. So that kind of gives you a, uh, a little taste of what we bring to the table. But uh, yeah, it's a weekly podcast, and uh, you could find us on pretty much any uh, place you get your podcasts, iTunes, uh, Stitcher, Spreaker, uh, Google Play. Uh, we're all there. So if you just go to iTunes, search They Called This Movie, make sure to rate and review if you don't mind. It really helps us out. Or tell a friend. That also helps us out. We re- really appreciate it. Uh, we're on all social media at TCTAMPOD. That's T-C-T-A-M-POD. And we're also on YouTube. If you just Google, or Google, geez. if you just YouTube, they call this a movie, we'll pop right up. Awesome. Jen, how about your streaming schedule? Yeah, so I stream on the Game Vault every Wednesday. Um, in the past, it's been strictly horror for the most part, but I started playing Minecraft recently, so now I'm just a mixed bag, I guess. Um, <laughs> the next two weeks, I will not be on, but we'll let you know when, you know, if Mark's able to jump in for me or if we're just, you know, swapping the schedule for a bit. But uh, on my own channel on Twitch, I am at Roxy Foxy. That's R-O-X-I-I-F-O-X-I-I. I stream every Tuesday, Tuesday, Saturday, and Sunday, usually around 9 p.m. Eastern time. Um, and again, if anything with that changes, I usually like to post about it on Twitter or in my Discord. Um, and I'm a horror variety streamer over there. So Phasmo, Dead by Daylight, uh, Demonologist Now, Devour, all kinds of spooky games. It's my thing. So come check me out. Yes. Join her Discord while you're at it. Join our Discord while you're at yeah, it. Yeah, join our Discords. If you guys want the link to our Discords, it's posted on our Twitter account um, up at the top. But if you want it and you can't find it, just message us and we'll give yep. you a link as well. Absolutely. Uh, so once again, Mark will be streaming tonight on our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Pod. And uh, one of these days I'll get back to streaming. You know, having a having a one-year-old makes things tough. <laughs> Understandably. <laughs> All right. So before we get out of here, I also want to mention we're an affiliate of Stone Age Gamer. If you need any retro console accessories, whether it be power supplies or cables or cartridges or anything like that, head on over there via the link in the description of the podcast. And uh, every time you make a purchase, it gives us a little kickback and helps us make this podcast and our streams better for you guys. So, once again, I want to thank Dan Aquino for joining us, for filling in for Mark, and for Jenny. I am Tom, and we will catch you guys in the next one.